Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 204. I'm Schmitty. I'm Colin. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. And we are, well, we're all here together, actually. Together. I'm twitching distance away from hunting Zoner. This is a new thing. We've actually, the, the four of us have never been recording in one room before. Because the last time we did this as a quartet would have been episode 50 with Stark. And the last time we've recorded the three of us together was at Comic-Con. Last September. Before Colin was on the show. Some Although he was in the booth behind us. I was watching you guys record. I was, I was peeking through the curtain. It was kind of stalkerish. That's a little bit creepy. He, he was longing I, to I had the, the gun from <laughs> from the uh, shoot, shoot My Friends game. Yeah. Shoot Your Friends. Kept on like, pointing Green and games. you guys. Check it out. <clears throat> Plug. Unpaid what? advertising. I don't know what you're talking Craig about. Craig Nibo, you owe us five bucks now. Hey, speaking of paid advertising, we're brought to you by our friends over at 4814, best web hosts on the planet. Uh, yes. Yes. Open book audio. Best audiobooks on the planet. Indeed. I think. I, I, I'm guessing they are. You know. Stitcher.com. Uh, Krypton Radio. Trek Radio. My brain has gone completely blank. And Radio KSCR. <laughs> I can't help it. Zoner's staring at me. And, and it's actually. 14. I already said that. <laughs> yeah, he's staring <laughs> at you too. I know. He does. He's stupefying us. It's not helpful. I think I'm outside of his range. Will you Twitch hit him? <laughs> <laughs> But now we should mention we just finished an interview with somebody and that will be airing tomorrow uh, on Tuesday of this week. And I noticed she didn't do a lot of eye contact when I was asking her questions, maybe because I stupefied her as well. <laughs> you don't blink much. It is a little it's just, unnerving. It's really creepy. <laughs> I just stare like, longingly. Girl, girl, there's a girl here. <laughs> um. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. You know what I'm going to say, I but I wasn't going to say it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> uh, when was the last time you had sex, Colin? <laughs> uh, three years ago. I'm going to have to bleep that entire section. <laughs> All right. Moving into it. The, the funny thing is, you probably won't. I, I'll catch it in post. Never catches it in post. <laughs> Podcaster problems. All right. Hey, uh, on to our headlines. And the first one is... I thought was kind of funny, like hilariously funny in an ironic sort of way, and then I realized it might actually mean something. Samsung has announced what software is going to be on the Galaxy S6, and it's, I, I don't know, we're getting a lot of leaks about the S6 here with its curved sides, and its two curved sides, plus the flat side. It turns out they're going to get rid of a lot of their bloatware, which is great, because no one likes Samsung's bloatware, and they're going to replace it with Microsoft apps. So it's like a Windows operating system now. I thought they were just going to put more sides on top of their sides. (laughs) No, dog, I heard you like sides, so we put sides on your sides. It's an octagon now instead of a rectangle. I don't get how to use this dodecahedron phone. (laughs) hundred-sided phone. So as as far as we know, it's still going to be on Android, right? Yeah. And Uh, with all the Microsoft apps instead of the Google apps. Right, so it's going to have Office, OneDrive, OneNote, Skype. Outlook. Outlook, yeah, it's going to uh, – that's that's a pretty big departure for uh, an Android mainstay. I mean, there was that talk when Nokia was trying to make Android phones that looked like Windows Phone and use Microsoft services, but this is the first one of the major phone makers to go ahead and do this. Yeah, well, it's not a surprise that Samsung would do it because, I mean, since the S4, actually, uh, they've been trying to replace all of Google apps with their own apps, and maybe they just found that it was – too hard to keep that up, so they're going to go with Microsoft now. But why wouldn't they just use Google Apps? Well, that is kind of the thing. Between how they've been moving off of Android and trying to move to Tizen. 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 They're trying to move to Tizen. Yes. They're trying to move to their chicken OS. Tizen feeding you. Michael Tyson? I get the feeling they're trying to distance themselves from Google as much as possible, which is a really odd thing to do. I mean, we talked about this before, not not recently, but in months past, we've talked about how Samsung is trying to branch out on their own and leave Google behind. Do we think this is just another step to that end? I don't know. I don't know if they could step to Tyson with this because... As far as I know, Microsoft there are no Microsoft apps on the Tizen OS. So if anything, this is getting further from that goal. 
but closer to the goal of stepping away from Google. Let, Maybe they're heading towards a, a full-on Windows 8.1 or 10, Windows 10. Let, let's be honest, okay? I'm I'm the biggest Microsoft fanboy at this table. Uh, there are no Microsoft apps on almost any platform. True that. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just going to admit that right now. But the ones that are there work really, really well. And Microsoft has said that the key that their key to winning is not getting people onto their phones, but getting people onto their services. You know, getting which pe- is why they give the services for free to students. Right, right. And, and I've been using them because, again, huge fanboy here, but I've been using them on my Android, and I love them. I use OneNote all the time. I use Outlook Preview, so does Schmitty. Um, it, it's what we've been doing lately, and they work really, really well. So I don't know. This is kind of cool. I do find it funny that in this day and age, when people don't want to go with Google, they, quote, unquote, rebel by going with Microsoft instead. <laughs> When, when Apple decided to drop Google as their search provider on their iPhones, they went with Bing, even though people didn't know that. I find it funny that we live in a time when Microsoft is considered the anti-hero to Google. Yeah, when when it's not too long ago, maybe a decade ago, people were trying to rebel from Microsoft, and the only other alternative, if if not Apple, was Unix, for for lack of other operating systems. And now it's now it's people reverting to Microsoft. So. Which kind of I find so ironic. It's, I, I love it. Yeah. Isn't it ironic? It, it is. Don't you, don't you think? <laughs> it's a little too ironic. You know, it's interesting. Oh, come on. Someone has to finish that line now. No, I'm going to no, leave it twisting no. in the wind. We'll hang it there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, we talked, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago with Cyanogen uh, moving away from Google as well. Uh, is this just the trend? Is Google, like... Are they not the cool kid on the on the block anymore? So everybody wants to just take what Google has given them and and run with it in their own direction. They're stealing Google's lunch money. <laughs> well, and well, that's actually, that's a lot of lunch money. That's a huge right? amount of lunch money. Uh, not to mention, you know, second breakfast and elevensies and <laughs> yeah, that, there's a lot of money coming in there. But actually, because we've talked about it before as well, Schmidt, you brought it up that Android is not necessarily a Google product. Android is actually an open source OS. Google is currently, how do you put it? It's uh, the holder for the main Android project. The main but, distributor, yeah. Yeah, but there's other forks of it that you can do on your own. If, if I wanted to, I could make my own Android kernel that and call it Zook OS or whatever, and it would be mine. Put it up on XDA, people go nuts for it. Yeah, so the question kind of becomes, are people starting to realize that they don't need Google to have Android? Yeah, probably. I mean, it it does seem like Android for a while, especially during the Samsung's rise, that it was more of a fad, and now it's just kind of watering down now. So, I don't know. Yeah, that that is interesting. That is interesting. And, and you mentioned Cyanogen, which is kind of funny because that's what my phone is on. I'm on Cyanogen 12 right now. I'm on one of the nightlies. And uh, if the first time I installed it, I forgot to install the APK with the Google services. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to use an Android without Google services. It's is, hard. It's very interesting, but it's not impossible. No, it's not. It's like trying to go through my day without using Facebook. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, that was not accurate at all. For those of you who listen, Schmitty hates Facebook. And He's if he all ever, about that, Elo. I switched to Elo. <laughs> yeah. He's like one of the four people there. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Wait, aren't those four people sitting at this table right now? Yeah, yes. pretty much. Yeah, we are right. pretty much the entire LO. Yeah. And all it is is a bunch of animated GIFs. I hate it. <laughs> and they're which all is, from Schmitty. Which is funny because they, they are from Schmitty. And, <laughs> and he hates animated GIFs. I only have one on my LO page, but I do have like 12 on my Pinterest account. So <laughs> We need to we need to throw up some like uh, Rick Astley never going to give you up uh, you animated GIFs on your LO page. Sweet. Did you just say Pinterest? Yes. You realize that's for women, right? And it's, it's for animated gifts. That's where I, <laughs> that's where I post the guns that I want. <laughs> where I put the gifts. Here, I'll pin some gifts to you, okay? Come oh, on, thank say. you so much. <laughs> well, it's also to uh, see what uh, what kind of dinner you can possibly mutilate for for dinner that night. I mutilated it, an awesome salmon last night because it I found never on comes Pinterest. out like it does on Pinterest. Yeah, mine looked burned. <laughs> I burn macaroni and cheese. 
He's single, ladies. <laughs> that that says a special kind of stupid right there, Colin. <laughs> you don't just throw the box in the fire? What? <laughs> what? You're not supposed to. I was trying to slow roast it. Uh, went faster. Someday I'll learn how to cook. Slow roast mac and cheese. <laughs> like on a rotisserie? <laughs> what? It the just box, keeps falling off. Spitting. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of Microsoft, um, they've actually done something this week that is a first in the tech industry, uh, and it, it actually directly affects, well, me, because I use their services. And everyone, pretty much. Well, only if you use if, their if services. If the standard gets adopted across the line. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So what they've done is they've adopted the first international cloud privacy standard, specifically ISO IEC 27018. You gotta love those ISO codes, you know. Mm-hmm. They're like patent numbers; they don't mean anything anymore. What it is, I mean, you're absolutely <laughs> right. But what it is is it says that it actually must establish a uniform international approach to protecting privacy for personal data stored in the cloud. Why is this important? Well, it's very important because remember when those NSA leaks came out, and suddenly all other countries weren't using U.S. services anymore. They were fleeing away from Google and from Microsoft because. A American spy agency stole foreign data stored on American company servers. Okay, and and it really brought in the whole international business question of ethics there. Well, by doing this, this is an international standard of privacy. So the idea is that this privacy standard is the same no matter which country you're accessing Microsoft from. Did I get that right? Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's go with it. Sweet. But uh, this is a big deal. And like Schmidt said, hopefully other companies take uh, follow suit because without it, I think um, confidence in American online companies is really going to wane. Yeah. And, and especially with the big ones, Google, Facebook, Amazon. Google and Facebook will never adopt this, though. No, but they're, they're the ones that should. They should. <laughs> the, there's one provision. Your data won't be used for advertising. That is all they do. Yeah, that's the they one provision net- that will stop Google from doing that. And, and Facebook. Yeah. Well, and that that, hmm, that kind of leads to another question because I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Microsoft already has such problems advertising to its consumers. You remember that, that stat we threw out there long ago? Yahoo gets more daily traffic than Google, but Google was able to monetize all their traffic while Yahoo can't monetize any yeah. of it. Microsoft has the same problem. Google makes just hand over fist money on everything you do usually because of your Android phone. Um, whereas Microsoft is in, is introducing standards that'll make it almost ensure that they can't compete money-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one one thing I think this does is it it, it puts well it for one it puts the um it gives the responsibility to us the user for our data. Um and second uh because of that it puts the cost on us. So cost of cloud services are going to go up with this because each of these provisions and uh, we, sh- we should probably brush over these pr- provisions really quickly um for, number one you're in control of your data number two you know what's happening with your data three you provide strong or we as in microsoft provide strong security protection for your data four your data won't be used for advertising and five we inform you about government access to data all of those provisions mean that Microsoft has to do a lot more um, on their on their end to ensure that your data is secure and that you have control of it. Um, and that that's not free. That's not going to that actually costs time and money for Microsoft. And the reason why a lot of these cloud services are free, like Google and Facebook, is because they use it for advertising. Because you're not in control of your data. You know, they you're the product. Yeah. Well, and it, it, this is almost like a what not to do with data if you want to make money list. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to vilify Google here or Facebook, but um, the fact of the matter is, is that you think you know what information Google has on you. You don't have the slightest clue. Google probably knows more about you than you know about you. Yeah. yeah. I, well, because there's the information you know you've given Google, right? You know you've given them your email. You know you've given them where your work is and where your home is and what your phone number is and all your messages and all that stuff. They've also been able to infer about you pretty much everything else and done it accurately. And you don't even have access to that information. You don't even know it exists because there's no public interface for it. Here it's saying you know what's happening with your data. You are in control of your data. Well, that implies that you're going to know what data is there. That's true. Which 
again, Google would never do. That's a surefire sign to losing money. We provide strong security protection for your data. Admittedly, I think this is the weakest of the arguments because, I, honestly, I mean, Zoner Target probably would have said, yeah, we provided very strong adherence to that. And or Anthem, Blue Cross, or <laughs> Home Depot. <laughs> Can you go on? I, I probably could, but let's not. But you know what I'm saying? Any company is going to say, yeah, we we did that. Well, I, I think, I mean, this point specifically talks about uh, pro- providing you not, not with just strong security, but also the ability for you to add more security to it. Uh, imagine what uh, how much more powerful you'd feel if you're in your Google Doc, you could say, encrypt this, you know, so that only I can see, you know, the, the, the text in this document that empowers users way more than than just saying, you know, oh, it, it's on the cloud and only people with the link can see it or, you know. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, and that last one, though, we inform you about government access to, da- to data. I'm honestly kind of surprised that got passed. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's, since they're a corporation, I mean, they can do what they want with their servers. So, um, however, yeah, when, when the government... But the government's tried to put a gag order on them before. Yeah. And... If they don't know about the government access to the data, can they disclose it? Because, I mean, we know the government's hacked into these servers and stuff previously. What's to stop them from doing it again? Well, news came out this week that the NSA hacked into your cell phones. They got they went straight to the SIM card manufacturer yeah. and built a vulnerability right into the SIM card. So everyone's SIM cards are automatically compromised. Yeah. So I love our government so much. Yay. At least buy me dinner. Zook <laughs> 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 just gave me this. He's like, why are you doing this to me tonight? Look. Here's your dinner. Uh, it's uh, You have to put it in your microwave, which, by the way, fries your brain so we can control you easier. <laughs> That's why you wrap your head in tinfoil before you cook anything. Come on, Schmitty. Everyone knows that. Guys, leave your SD file show to, to later. We got conspiracy theories this week. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, uh, into some Apple news. News has come down, and this is still in the rumor department, but it's actually a pretty uh, solid rumor. Uh, so far, there's going to be three different editions of the Apple Watch. The first one is the Apple Watch Sport. Uh, it's going to uh, be $349. It'll start at that. Um, that's a lot for a smartwatch. Yeah, so far the most expensive smartwatches have been around three hundred dollars ish. The LG G Watch R is two fifty, isn't it? Right now? It is. Well, it started at three hundred. I think it's two fifty now. But yeah, yeah. and the G Watch is one ninety nine. I think Moto. for the Samsung Gear, I paid like two eighty. Yeah. Yeah, when that was new, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so $350 is a lot. Now, we weren't necessarily not expecting this because it's Apple, but then the big kick to the teeth happened because there's going to be the very Apple. Okay. I don't know what happened to Apple. I, 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 it sounds like I just had a stroke because the name of, this, of the highest version of it is called the Apple Watch Edition. Well, I think you're putting emphasis on the wrong syllable. It's Apple Watch Edition. So, the, so the name is the Edition. edition. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make it better. Apple they're, Watch, your money go away. I mean, is that what this is? They're implying prestige. they're missing a word. Apple Watch Blank Edition. They're missing a word there. Yeah. But evidently, no. This is. Am I wrong? He's on here laughing, but am I wrong here? Maybe they need a colon or something. Star Trek Into Darkness. You know, that the edition. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, evidently this Apple Watch is so Apple Watch, it's the Apple Watch edition of the Apple Watch. Um, <laughs> it's like so meta. <laughs> it's going to have a 18-karat um, gold casing and is likely to surpass $4,000. That's for the Beverly Hills crowd. Now, I'd like to reiterate here what we talked about last week with Tim Cook going on and on about how this particular revolutionary device will get notifications and allow you to talk to your phone. Wait, what? And it will sit on your wrist. I can talk to They are so innovative. They're so innovative. Well, it turns out they're so innovative they had to cut half the features they promised because they couldn't deliver on them. So what, it doesn't sit on your wrist? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's now around your chain, you know, Flava Flav style. You can't talk to you. That's to what they should have, the Apple Watch Flava Flav edition. That's, <laughs> that's now as big as a Mac Pro. Yes. They call it the iFlave. Last minute they dropped the Flava Flav name because they couldn't get the copyright. <laughs> well, it Check turns out, out there's already someone named me. that. <laughs> We named it that. We released it. Turned out someone else was already named that. We couldn't get the copyright. It was so weird because they thought they were so innovative in it as well. The Flavor Flavor edition would just be like a Mac Mini on a chain. (laughs) (laughs) With a watch face. With a watch face. Uh, With a touchscreen watch face. Okay. Now, things that they weren't able to bring into the watch. Uh, Supposedly, they were going to... Have to, they were going to try and get a feature where the watch could tell if you were stressed. My watch can do that. I just spent $4,000 on a freaking smart watch. Yeah, I'm stressed. <laughs> um, I'm always stressed. I don't need that. Uh, supposedly, it was going to be able to t- test your glucose levels. What? It like takes a blood you. sample? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know. Pricks you every morning? Dang it. Not again. Um, it's the alarm. <laughs> it's time to your alarm. <laughs> A nice little wake up. <laughs> what do you know? The sensor could tell I was sleeping. <laughs> well, in, in that sense, I guess they would want to know if you were stressed because they don't want to prick you when you're stressed. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I, Can we go with no. poke? Can we say poke? Is that better? <laughs> yeah, Prod? Let's, let's do pokes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like an early morning poke from your Apple Watch. Edition, um, <laughs> leads its goal. <laughs> I, I um, bling bling, baby. Evidently, this has not stopped Apple's enthusiasm. However, because they've already ordered five million units for no. initial launch. Yeah, is it five million? It is five million. Uh, and you okay. know, people will be lined up. Oh, I have no doubt like Apple's going to make money these. on this, but I don't know why. I mean, we talked they're about they're innovative. This. What? Let's be serious here, okay? I, I know they're innovative. You know they're innovative. Everyone knows they're innovative. But let's be honest for a moment. Everyone knows now they're not. The idea of a smartwatch is still novel, okay? If one of you guys came in today and were wearing one, we'd probably spend about a half hour ooing and eyeing and, oh, can I try it on? Can I see it? Let me, can, you know, can I see the interface? It's still a new novel toy. But it's not so new and novel that I'm willing to pay a premium for an older version of it that's already been done better by competitors. But it's got the Apple logo, so innovative. That you can't even see. Yeah. Because let's be honest, the only reason people use Apple products is so people can be seen using Apple products. Yeah. Which surprises me, because, I mean, it's been like 10 years, man. Get over it. Yeah, but it's it's all about the price point. They're all about, hey, I'm spending all this money. That means I must, must be rich. And so people look at me differently because I have this type of a product. Well, yeah. You remember the iPhone, when it launched, was like a status symbol. And it was unheard of to have yeah. a device be a status symbol to that degree. Well, I mean, beepers, pagers were that way in the late 80s. And then it just became something that drug dealers used. And pimps. And pimps. Now, that's kind of how I'm seeing the iPhone. Just something drug, <laughs> drug dealers, dealers and, and pimps, pimps. use. <laughs> They well, don't it, even use BlackBerry. I, I also get the sense that um, that people who buy Apple products um, exclusively also have this sense of superiority. Not a sense of superiority. Well, yeah, that too. But the sense that the false sense that Apple products will just always work no matter what. And I mean, we we know that's well. We're not the only ones who know that's false. They're starting to know that's false. Yeah, but even even then, they're still fooling themselves. They're still, they're still going to be lined up, even though they know that, okay, yeah, Macs do get viruses. Okay, yeah, iOS 8 wasn't that great, you know? So Oh, people still don't even believe that Macs get viruses. Yeah. It's, and Apple Maps was awesome. <laughs> Sorry it led you into the Australian wilderness where you died from it, but... Takes you off a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> it's icon takes you <laughs> hey, off a bridge. Hey, let's drive off the Brooklyn Bridge, guys. Be I great. Mean, I, I, I'm still blinded myself. A little bit with with Google in the in the sense that I I believe that if I stick with everything Google, everything's going to work well between each, between themselves. And obviously, the, the the rational side of me knows that's not true. Um, but I'm I'm picturing the same. It's the same with Apple users. Is that they have even though they know the truth, they have that false. Well, there sentence. is there is that logic though that if you stay in one ecosystem, 
that it's going to go a lot smoother than if yeah. you try and combine many ecosystems. Yeah. Well, and more than that, I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right. But there's also the idea of, and this one's the most illogical of them all, but we all do it, myself included. I've been with Apple since day one. I've used nothing but Apple since the 80s, and Apple takes care of me. Like they know you exist or something. <laughs> you know, people do this, though. They stay with their health insurance company for the same reason. I've been a member for 13 years, and they've always taken care of me. Because you always pay your bill. That's why they take care of you. People stay with cell providers for the same. You know what I'm saying? They, yep. People stay with one brand because they feel... That if they're loyal to the brand, the brand will be loyal to them. With that logic, though, I'd still have my Yahoo email account. <laughs> you did for a while, dude. You had it for a very long time. I still have my we Yahoo were, email account. We were ready account. for an intervention, okay? It's my spam address. <laughs> now, that being, all of this being said, I have to tell you, every single screenshot I've seen of an Apple Watch confuses me. Have you guys seen these pictures? What is that interface? Those are the icons. Those are the app icons. Those are called circles. I know they're circles. Okay, the screen is, what, one and three-quarter inch squared? Yeah. About that? Those things have to be tiny. Yeah. If you have big fingers, you're screwed. Well, if you have big fingers, you don't have the proper genetics to own Apple products, (laughs) you Neanderthal. Put it down. That's why they made the 6 Plus. Come on now. So I'm I'm confused from that just strictly from an aesthetic standpoint. And if anything, Apple usually makes good-looking products. So I'm confused by that. Less confused am I about the new LG watch. Now I don't have it up in front of me here. So, but it has some stupid new name. It's the um, Urban Urban Melds. Urban Melds. Urbane. <laughs> Urbane. U R B A N E. I believe that's Urbane. Maybe Urbany. Urbane. All I know, this watch is gorgeous. I'm going to call it Herbs. Yeah, it's an all-metal case. Um, it, it's definitely appealing to, quote-unquote, timepiece wearers. Because, you know, once you get to that level, it's not a watch anymore. It's a timepiece. So this is a smart timepiece. And it's gorgeous. They have two versions. They have the um, they have a silvery one and a coppery one. I don't know the official colors. <laughs> Probably silver and copper. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, not get all fancy. It doesn't here, look okay? silver. It's silver. Pewter. It looks pewter. pewter. There you go. Yeah. I was going to go with brushed nickel. It kind of reminds me of the faucet in my bathroom. Okay. Yep. Sure. Oh. <laughs> okay. They, they list the colors as gold and silver. Okay. So even more simple than I was putting it. That's gold. But, uh, but they do. They will have accelerometer, compass, barometer, heart rate sensor, um, and it's. It's basically another um, G Watch R, like their previous one. Only it looks a little bit more refined. It looks a lot more refined. It looks right up there with my current watch. I wear a Citizen right now, and it looks almost right up there with it. The bezel could use a little work to to make it a little bit more fancy, but otherwise, it's gorgeous. I love the thing. Yeah, and right. I'll bet you money it doesn't cost over four thousand dollars. Probably not. <laughs> that gold one might. Uh, I, gold. I doubt it. This is LG. We're talking about. This is LG. <laughs> The cool thing about these is, I mean, right right now, if someone's wearing a smartwatch, you know they're wearing a smartwatch. You can tell uh, from, you know, the Motorola, the Moto 360's huge bezel or the LG's square watch. You know when someone's wearing, wearing a smartwatch. If someone walks down the street with this, it's not going to stand out. You're not going to know, oh, that person's wearing a smartwatch. You're able to blend in more. And I don't know if that's a <laughs> It's that's perfect a for ninjas and co-op, covert op work. <laughs> But you know what I mean? You're not going to get tackled in your in your office saying, "Oh, what's what's that watch?" You know, it's just you're going to be the average, the, the normal Joe with a normal watch. You're going to change your name to Joe. <laughs> it came with the watch. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I need to change it on my W twos, W fours, whatever. Anyway, this is a gorgeous <laughs> watch. I'm excited. Uh, it is a perfectly circular face, just like the G Watch R. So it doesn't have that weird notch out of the bottom like the Moto 360 does. Uh, it is an OLED. It's a smaller screen, 1.3 inch round. But otherwise, it's it's more the same, which sounds like a backhanded compliment. But I think I think everyone who knows smartwatches knows pretty much what to expect now, and there haven't been any leaps and bounds in the area in the past year, except for in the Apple Watch, which of is course. so innovative. <laughs> I think most of the improvement will come with with uh, voice recognition, and because because let's face it, the, the watch faces are small; it's really hard to navigate any UI, no matter how well it's done. And so the, the voice recognition is going to have to just get better and better. Can I say I'm still not comfortable with the idea of talking into my wrist to do things? 
Because I see this as more of a – you gave me a perfect example years ago when they were st- first coming out with uh, – I'm pointing. I'm, I'm meaning Schmitty. This is great audio. But Schmitty gave a great example years ago about how he would use a smartwatch, and I brushed it off as laughable. Like, why would you bother doing it? Why would you spend money to do that? And the idea is like you're sitting in a meeting. Your phone is in your pocket. A little notification comes up on your watch. You can just look at it, swipe it away, and you're done. I foresee using it more as a second screen instead of talking into it Dick Tracy style to get commands done. I mean, I'm not telling my droid to start up the ship, you know, and, and, and wait for me. Yeah. I find it weird to talk to my phone in general. In fact, most of the time I'm trying to silence my phone. So why would I want to use it more for voice commands and make myself more of a spectacle? Yeah. Well, yeah that's, a, that's a good point. And when, when you talk about voice commands, you imagine, you know, an office full of people yelling at their phones. But in reality, I mean, in, in my department at, at where I work, there are five people now that have smartwatches and they talk to their watches all the time. And you, you'd think you'd be hearing all this crosstalk and stuff, but there's, there's not the, the level of pickup that, that, that the microphones have on the watches are so sensitive that they're basically just whispering to their watch. And, uh, <laughs> Which is a whole nother level of creepy. Very it, re- creepy. it really brings me back to like the Power Ranger days where it's just like, what's up, Zordon? What's going on? Yeah. So I can just see someone in their, in their cubicle at their watch. I love you too, Sam. <laughs> That's creepy. Well, it's, it's becoming normal. I mean, like I'll be passing a, a coworker and he's just, he just whispers, you know, remind me to take the trash out of five or so. I, I don't know. But like it was quiet enough that I, I couldn't hear it, but I knew he was he was doing something. So I mean, it was well. It's better than them blinking Morse code into their Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure entirely that's how it works. It was sign language. You had to sign to it. <laughs> oh yeah, the camera faces the other way. Hey, just you <laughs> wait until the Apple eyeglasses come out, and you can do semaphore code. For They're going to be so Swatch. innovative. You're just sitting there on the side of the street while some girls running by take picture. Hey, girl. <laughs> Be single, ladies. <laughs> and creepy. If you want your macaroni and cheese burned, I'm your man. He's your man. Yes, sirree. I'll just uh, leave my phone number in the uh, description below. He's a Scorpio. He enjoys long walks, burning macaroni and cheese, and possibly backhanding you on accident. Actually, not a Scorpio. <laughs> not a Leo either. Come on now. I'm a Torin. A Torin? Torin? What is Taurus. it? Taurus? Taurus? That's it! I don't know these one's things that One's a condition. The other one's a car. Hey. Slip. <laughs> leave me alone. I thought the other one was a drink. <laughs> How are you feeling? Little Torin. <laughs> one's a wow race. I forgot to warm up before working out. I'm a little Torin now. <laughs> what if Torin uh, was your name? What if it was your real name and Facebook didn't think it was your real name? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> that was a segue. That was a beautiful segue. If if that was your name, you wouldn't get on Facebook. That's yeah. that's what I think would happen. Facebook would ban me because my name was Tarin. But if your name was Left Shark, you're good to go. <laughs> okay, so the segue only works if you then tell people what it is you're talking about. So you still kind of failed there. But... Um, News, it didn't come out this week, but it gained notoriety this week when it came to light that a Native American woman was basically told by Facebook she couldn't use the service because her name didn't make sense. Um, Facebook told her that it wasn't a real name. She came back and said, it is a real name. Please let me back into my account. They said, okay, but we're going to make you send in ID to prove it's a real name. And even after that, they still didn't let her back into the account until the story went viral with the uh, EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Uh, at that point, they got enough bad publicity, they let her in. But as she accounts in her uh, article, and I, I've just linked into a synopsis on Engadget, this is actually a very common thing amongst Native Americans. And she points out in her article that Katy Perry's Left Shark has a Facebook page, and no one has bothered asking it for its ID. Meanwhile, Native Americans everywhere are hassled because of their name. Now, I find this very confusing because on Facebook, I go by Zook. Zook isn't my real name. And even my real name is so weird sounding that Facebook should catch it as not being a real name. But I've never had a problem. It's the one that, they, that you've used in real life, though. It's the one you go by. Yeah. So. But they don't know that. No, they don't. And then they don't have a way of, appro- of proving it. And it's not on your birth certificate. So it's not on my ID. I couldn't send in proof of, yeah, that's what I go by. But 
it turns out that Facebook, to their credit, says that they're not the ones who randomly go and find these people. That typically they are reported, and oftentimes they're reported by anti-Native American people who are trying to shame them or make things hard for them. But it's like General Custer, maybe. <laughs> yeah, try General Custer on Facebook. I I, I, oh, I defy you to try and create a Facebook account with that name. <laughs> I don't think I'm friends with General Custer. That'd be awesome. He's probably on Ello. He's I'll, an Ello I'll stay on guy. Facebook if General Custer's on there. <laughs> Ello Custer. I, mean, I just, uh, maybe because racism just doesn't come naturally to me, but I really have a hard time thinking what kind of jerk is going to go and like just mess with people because their name is Native American. I think the term you're looking for is racist. Yes. And I, <laughs> I have think, a difficult yeah. time understanding that concept. And I lived in Africa right after apartheid. So I, I am familiar with it. I don't understand it, though. It's coming from a guy whose last name is Zahner, So <laughs> Your white privilege is showing Zahner. They're not Jews. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, I say that jokingly. I hate that phrase. Your privilege is showing. You know, I, I, sorry. I, I do. Sorry. That was actually my butt crack that was showing. No. <laughs> Explains the smell. <laughs> Man, your privilege stinks. I'm just going to move to a completely different room right now. <laughs> um, being that we are in Zahner's basement, none of us know our way around. That could be dangerous. <laughs> Is this a restroom? Oh, closet. Oh, restroom. Hi. Oh, closet. Hi, Zahner's oh. wife. How, how's it going? Please excuse oh, hi. me. Yeah. Awkward silence. Find a shrine to like, SpongeBob somewhere. <laughs> After five doors, I did find the restroom. So <laughs> My SpongeBob shrine's behind that door. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just pointed to a door right now because nobody could see it because I actually has Spongebob tied up in there and gagged. <laughs> well, not Spongebob, Tom Kenny. <laughs> gotcha. I like them voice actors. They're entertaining. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Facebook has said that they would like to try and move to a system where they are using people's everyday names, kind of like what Schmitty suggested. Um, where I'd be fine as Zook because that is my everyday name. But again, they don't have a way to verify. Mm. I don't know how they could verify. And at the very least, as it's pointed out in the article, they should at the very least warn users before banning the account. Yeah. yeah. Give or, you a chance. Yeah. I, I think one, one way they could do this, and it would cost a lot more time and money on their part in programming, is is by using big data and machine learning, seeing what other people, what their friends are are commenting to them. You know, if, the, if someone creates a Facebook account with a fake name, friends are going to comment on it. Oh, why did you name your Facebook profile that? We don't call you that, you know? And so just by looking at, at what people are saying to them, Facebook could glean whether or not that name is really their name. And it's not like they're not already reading everything that's right. out there. If, if my, well, you're basically saying that Facebook should more, be more like Google. Well, <laughs> why can't you be more like Google Facebook? Huh? I don't know if Google does that though. I don't, I don't think Google. You can't cares. see it, listeners, but I'm giving him a look. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think Google cares what our real names are. I mean, no, but the, it knows what our names are. Yeah, it, it, does. it knows. It doesn't care, but it knows. Facebook evidently cares. I don't know my don't blood know. <laughs> type. If I need to know my blood type for something, I'm going to Google it because I'm sure Google knows my blood type. Yeah, I don't know it. I, I have a Facebook friend who who whose last name on on Facebook is Super Bad Pimpalicious. And that's an awesome he's had name. That name on Facebook for I think eight years now, and they've never banned him. And we don't call him Super Bad Pimpalicious in real life, as far as I know. I haven't called him that. So if I were to report him, would I be racist against the Pimpalicious ones? That's a good point because <laughs> he, he's not. I mean, he he's Caucasian, so you wouldn't be racist. My brother goes by a completely different name on Facebook as well. You'd be namist, <laughs> name elitist. I know several cosplayers who will actually change their their personal account to a completely different name just because people their fans will find them and they'll add them and yeah there's security creepy. issues there yeah 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 so and I get that yeah people have stage names and real life names and that makes sense I don't know this yeah. just seems like a huge can of worms that Facebook should never have bothered even looking at like they shouldn't have even acknowledged that this exists. Cool Mar super bad pimpalicious with a picture of Bender as the uh, <laughs> that's nice. He just looked it up. Yep. 
What that dude's gonna all of a sudden on Monday afternoon he's gonna have like eight thousand new friend requests. I think you overestimate our audience. Well, it's because (laughs) Ruff, are you listening? Have you friended him yet? It's because our eight listeners will each tell their friends. And they'll tell their friends. And they'll tell and their so friends, and yes. So on. Oh, we should have asked a dollar from everyone that does that. Then we'd be millionaires. I really want to make a song for Pimpalicious now. <laughs> Pimpalicious. Just wait. His worst nightmare is going to got that ha- pimples all up. Ew. Okay, so <laughs> his, his worst nightmare is going to come true when his mom joins Facebook, and it's going to be like Mama Pimpalicious. Come <laughs> <laughs> to find out that's his actual name. <laughs> it's a family oh. name. It's from the old country. Thanks, jerk. The clan of Pimpalition. <laughs> they changed it when we came in through Ellis Island. Uh, it was originally Pimpalopolis. Pimples. Pimpalopolis. <laughs> we were Greek. Uh, I'm sorry right now for all the extra friend requests, Mr. Superbad. <laughs> Pimpalopolis. That could be an actual name. I don't know. I'm not racist. I won't judge. It could be. That's why it's so awesome. Uh, they anglicized it when they anglicized it when they came in through Ellis Island. Oh, that's awesome! Okay. I, I wish my name was Pimpalicious now. <laughs> Talk to your wife. I'm sure she could still arrange it. She'd go for that. <laughs> she, that's too long to sign on a check. <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. <laughs> that would be Just awful. Be a nightmare for HR paperwork. <laughs> Just imagine if that was your boss. I don't know how to take him seriously. His last name's Pimpalicious. Yes, sir, Mr. Pimpalicious. Well, it just imagine, you know how when you're filling out forms, there's like one box for each letter? You'd run out of boxes every single time. <laughs> That's just super bad pimp. <laughs> uh, it's Pimple <good>. Daddy. <laughs> okay. That sounds disgusting. Again, ew. Let's move on into something terrifying, shall we? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So, good news, everyone. The Predator B drone has just passed its first test for civilian air flight. Basically meaning that it can detect and avoid civilian aircraft flying over domestic airspaces, which means it is one step closer to being cleared to flying directly over you 24 hours a day. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. This, uh-uh. this right after we talked about us kicking robots. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think they're out for their. Uh, I don't think a predator drone can kick. I, I think it lacks feet. They can kick back. It's okay. We started the movement. We're safe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag stop robot abuse. I, for one, would like to welcome our new <laughs> robot overlords. <laughs> <laughs> It's Judgment Day, man. I'm telling you, we're going to have Judgment Day coming nigh upon us, and we're all going to die on a playground in a ball of fire. Okay, so on one hand, uh, hmm. on one hand, it's a very small hand. Uh, I understand the need for drones in domestic airspace, or at least the theory behind it. Right. It's much easier to patrol borders with automated drones. Okay, I get that. It's much easier for reconnaissance and rescue work. I I get that. I get all these things. In theory, I understand the need for UAVs and Predator drones. And, and, you know, here's hoping they rename it, right? Predator drones. (laughs) Because Predator, to me, uh, comes across as two different mental images. One is killing Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the other is firing missiles on terrorists. And I don't want either of them hovering above me during the day. But if it bleeds, we can kill it. True. So I don't know. I, I I want them to be like renamed the Shutterfly Drone or something, something happy. You know, the I don't helper drone. <laughs> the helper drone. I don't want it to be called the Predator Drone. The little B at the end of it does not make me feel better. <laughs> B does not stand for better. No, it stands for bomb. But that uh, all that being said about the Beatrice. need or the benefit of civilian flying. I, I shouldn't say that because it's not accurate. But domestic predators flying over us. I don't think I'm going out on a really horrible limb to say that also feels like a really bad idea. I agree. I think it's a horrible idea. Now, we're here in Utah. We've mentioned this a few times. And you wouldn't immediately think of Utah as a military state. Okay? We, we're we not Norfolk. We're not Arlington. We're not Washington, D.C. We don't have a base, oh, uh, yes. a major one. Okay. But... <laughs> 
We have like six bases. <laughs> well, yeah, we do have a lot. But especially up in this area where you have Hill Air Force Base, where we're at right now, and you see the flybys happening all the time. And down around where I live and Schmitty lives, we have Fort Williams, and we have the Apaches flying overhead frequently. And every time you see one, uh, and, and Zonor, if I'm putting words in your mouth, let me know. Every time we see it, it still is that kind of sense of, hmm. It's like they have every right to be there. They're cleared. We know what they're doing. They're just flying patrols or practicing like they're supposed to. It's a helicopter base, or in your case, it's an air base. But it's still that kind of, hmm. I don't really yeah. want them flying over me, but I guess I don't have much choice over it, and they're not doing anything bad. The only time I don't want the flying overhead is when it's at midnight and I just got my kids to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when I really have the problem with it. You know, because I mean, I actually worked on the base for a while. I, It's not a big deal for me. But like Schmitty just said, at 10 o'clock at night, when they haven't announced night maneuvers and all of a sudden you've got jets flying at 14. Yeah. yeah, you've got you've got F-16s flying overhead for 45 minutes and 22s and 22s, F-22s flying overhead for 45 minutes or an hour as they're going out into the West deserts of Utah for their bombing training. Well, good news for you guys, because you'll never hear the predator be coming. Oh, I feel so much more safe. (laughs) Doesn't that make you feel, isn't your mind at ease now? (laughs) You'll be dead before you know what hit you. I, you know, you guys, this may come as a surprise. I don't trust our government. No way. What? What? But, I really don't like the idea of drones flying overhead. Sorry, I couldn't hear you with that tinfoil hat on you. <laughs> Here, let's just hope that they plugged that security hole that the Chinese used to exploit a few years ago. You remember that? No, yeah. Well, that's why it's probably Predator B now. Well, wait a second. <laughs> the Predator A was the one. That was, don't worry, guys. We used the non-compromised one on our own territory. This happened on 24. On the most recent season of Twenty Four, they hacked they hacked into some drones and like did all sorts of stuff. It happened on Started Castle, nuking places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not a good thing. Why does the government think this is a good idea? Because it's the government. If the government thinks it's a good idea, then it's not. It's probably much more along the lines of: Look, we ordered these in bulk. We got an awesome deal on them. Either we use them or they just sit in the warehouse and that's bad for everyone. So I don't know. Let's start finding roles for them. You know, how's unemployment doing? Can we use them as crossing guards? Does McDonald's want a few? (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll lease some out to, oh, I don't know. Discovery Channel could probably use one or two, right? Right. If it drops off my McDonald's, I guess I'm okay with it. (laughs) You can just give them to Amazon for drop shipments. We'll use them for Google. Google seems to like robots. We'll just give them a bunch of drones. (laughs) And then it is the end of times, people. (laughs) Yeah, this this causes me concern. I don't like this. Skynet spelled backwards is Google. (laughs) Wait, what? What? At work, we have a whole bunch of power adapters. They're for voice over IP phones. Um, And they're all labeled Skynet. And it's like, who in their right mind would ever plug that in? Because who wants to be the one who plugged Skynet in? I'm thinking either Google or the U.S. government. But I one of the you, two. I kid you not. That's the actual name of the power adapter. Have to plug them in. They're, they run on phantom power. Oh, they're, they're powered right now. <laughs> Looking at you. You have a ZPM in the phone. They're waiting. <laughs> There's Skynet's mainframe going, hmm, maybe putting ourselves into giant phones everywhere was not the best idea for taking over. <laughs> Maybe there, maybe there was a more efficient. There's just so many of them. We assumed that they'd have power, but maybe this was not the most efficient plan. Maybe that's why I have so many static issues when my phone's at work. They're trying to rebel. No, that's the government <laughs> listening. They're getting feedback on their oh, okay. on their um, wiretaps, stalker taps. So, um, okay, let's move into completely different news. Uh, Samsung bought LoopPay. What is LoopPay? You ask. I have no clue. Um, <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think it's like a circular wallet, isn't it? No, wallet, you got the wallet part right. It's, it's definitely a wallet of sorts. It's it's basically they've got a couple different attachments. So the the idea of it is that it's a competitor competitor for Apple Pay, um, and they're bringing it as mainly a focus to Apple products right now. But they're going to be um, distributing to Android products as well, uh, and so. Their their case basically has um, this this little square piece that'll pop out, um, so people can go and swipe for payments, or you can take your case and just swipe over it and make your quick payments that way. Um, 
and then it just connects up Bluetooth through your phone. It makes it pretty easy. Um, me myself, I've I've actually been able to handle the cases. I don't like them really, just because they're a high gloss. They're very slippery. I had users dropping them left and right with, I think it was like five times within <laughs> a two hour time frame. They dropped yeah. it, and there's no real protection for the screen. It just clips onto the edges. The clips can easily be broken upon you know hitting impact right there. And then there's nothing to save the screen. Yeah. Well, I think this begs the bigger question. Do we really need another electronic way to pay when we're already having such issues? I mean, yeah, well, the one, the one thing that, that loop pay does it, I mean, it's not like another NFC payment system. It does do that. But, uh, like, like Colin says that they have this, the strip that pulls out and you can actually do a, a magnetic payment with them. So it, it can, it can emulate your credit cards with it. You can plug in your different credit cards, choose which one you want to use. Um, so if, if you don't have a tap to pay um, point of sale ready, you can say, oh, okay, use my visa card swipe. And then, and that's it. So if, if Samsung is buying this with the intent of building it into their phones, I say I'm all for it. Um, if they're making, if they're going to make their cases glossy, like, like uh, Colin mentioned and, you know, having my Samsung phone, slip out of me out of my hands i don't think that's now something to mention on that too is is that they lupe actually designed the case themselves okay so they didn't (laughs) they didn't go out to any other provider they actually designed and then had some other company manufacture them um they did say that they are switching to um other distributors to be able to make their cases so So hopefully that that will help because right now it's just a fail I'm going to assume that Samsung is going to want to build this functionality into the phones. Um, I mean, they'll probably still have external cases and fo- key fobs like they have. But uh, to have this built into a phone, I, I think that's awesome. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter if it's built into the phone. It matters how it integrates with different software. Right. And if they don't integrate with Google Wallet because maybe Samsung wants to build their own, yep. that's not going to help us at all. No. That's, again, that's just another way to pay electronically. Yeah. And we're already having such problems trying to get it just working. However, it wasn't it wasn't that hard to get NFC into a, a standard? I mean, if your if your phone has NFC, uh, the NFC, uh, sorry, I can't speak. If your phone has the NFC ability on it, the chances are that you can use Google Pay um, and the service formerly known as ISIS, Soft Card, Soft or Card. Um, and so, if they can standardize the magnetic strip part too, I mean, that's not so far fetched. Yeah, and I think I think the main um, purpose of this is to allow people to actually use their phone as being able to make payments on other devices instead of being restricted to just the the Apple Pay branded panels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will have to see how this goes, but it's definitely another shot fired at Apple. So between firing things at Google and then firing things at Apple, I think Samsung's kind of on the warpath here. Um, in other news, Sony has announced that they will no longer pursue sales growth in smartphones, which is good because they have yet to see any. Are they just giving up? I is this so. them waving the white flag? Well, saying, last year they said they weren't going to pursue any more TVs. Remember, they're closing out their TV line as well. And their laptop line. Yeah, it's what lines. They said they're going to work on their games, their electronic media. But they've had to sell off their headquarters. They've had to sell off other buildings. They're getting rid of. I think they're in trouble. I'm just thinking that Sony might be in trouble. Yeah, I think I think they're just giving up at this point, which is sad because Sony's been around a long time. They've got a good history. If this was the U.S., you know, the government, oh, Sony, too big to fail. Let's bail them out. But um, yeah, I don't know if that's how they do things in Japan. Yep. Yeah. Oh well. Um, and finally, you may have seen it uh, going around the web this uh, this week. Lenovo turns out they installed some spyware. Eh, I shouldn't say spyware. Adware onto all their computers recently. It delivers up little ads. It's very very annoying. Oh, by the way, it's also incredibly vulnerable and bypasses and compromises all SSL. Uh, SSL, if you don't remember, is secure socket layer. It's basically what keeps things secure everywhere. Yeah, when you see yourself on a web page that has the HTTPS colon in front of it. Um, this it, this compromises that. <laughs> it basically takes on the the root levels that Microsoft has, and switches the the internal certificate to actually show as um, Superfish, which is the 
uh, partner that Lenovo partnered with for this um, and completely takes over that that certification. Yeah. Um, evidently, Lenovo did this on purpose, not realizing quite how bad it was. They partnered with a company called Superfish. Uh, Superfish has the following features. Uh, hijack, hijacks legitimate connections, monitors user activity, collects personal information and uploads it to its servers, injects advertising in legitimate pages, displays pop-ups with advertising software, uses man-in-the-middle attack techniques to crack open secure connections, presents users with its own fake certificate instead of the legitimate site certificate, and it steals Zoner's identity. Um, Sounds like the NSA. Another for your credit card. This is why, and I've noticed this because we have a lot of Lenovo's at work, but every site you go to on a Lenovo computer is chock full of Lenovo ads. Everywhere you go is Lenovo ads. And I've always kind of wondered why that was. Now I know. Well, and this does only impact consumer-grade systems. We don't so, have enterprise-grade so ones for cheap. The, the advanced ThinkPads, they will not have this software on them. Well, actually now, none of them will because Lenovo has gone back and said, sorry, they will no longer be partnered with them. They've provided a fix. Uh, and if they haven't rolled it out for your model yet, check back on their site because they're rolling them out across the board to get it off the computer. So that's a bit of a gaffe. At least you're trying to fix it instead of trying to tell us that it doesn't exist. Yeah, You're using your browser wrong. You're holding the laptop wrong. And from what I understand, these, this also bypassed ad blockers. So even if you had an ad blocker in your in your browser, you'd still get Lenovo ads. Yep. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, into our favorites this week. Um, everyone here thinks I didn't have one, but in truth, my favorite this week was the interview we just finished with Christy Porter. She is my new favorite. And when you hear her, that's and when you see her. That's a cop-out. You tell me every time that that's a cop-out, and here you are. She was pretty. She was actually very fun to chat with. She was incredibly fun to chat with. She was actually very, very awesome. Um, I think we learned a lot, and it was just a joy talking to her. It was a lot of fun, and we hope we have the chance to again. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, guys. That's my favorite. Interview tomorrow. Yes. Uh, my favorite is a music video by Siska, who I have never heard of before uh, until I found this. Um, it's a song called Unconditional Rebel. The music video itself is 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 the main segment of my favorite, though. It's a three three and a half minute long music video that was shot in five seconds, uh, with a one thousand frames per second high speed camera. It's amazing. That's ten. What? You have it written down as ten. Oh, okay. Isn't Siska the dude with like the silver hair that sang about thong thongs? songs? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, but this music video is awesome. They also show like the making of, and you can watch the car in real time. It, it, the camera is carried by a car, uh, and you watch it take in five seconds, and then you watch the music video, and it's amazing. So check it out. Okay, and then mine is the DeLorean iPhone 6 case, which looks pretty awesome. It screams virginity. <laughs> so I don't think I can actually get the case without having women look at me and just be like, Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but it lights on. Uh, you you actually pull out uh, part of the car to <laughs> come nope. on, guys. Really? Ah, <laughs> uh, you pull. <laughs> you unhook. You or- unhook the wheel, and it basically allows you to take pictures. Then. <laughs> no, it's on or go. This just is goes on. Bad. I don't know if I can go. Out. How do you follow that? How do I follow that? Okay, yeah, it's a cool, cool case. Uh, too bad it's not available for anything, but uh, it fits in your Jankos <laughs> iPhone six yet. So, my favorite this week uh, is a, a very well edited. Uh, I want to say mashup of. Batman on the silver screen uh, shows clips of Batman all the way back to the 30s as he appeared on screen uh, at the movie theaters, ranging from the serials every week to um, most recent movies. And I really just it's cool. I'm a Batman fan, but I really just wanted to call attention to this because as you watch it, you realize how crappy Joel Schumacher is. And he really needs to like be beat for what he did with those two Batman films in the 90s. And so it's not so much my favorite as I just want to reiterate the fact that I hate Joel Schumacher for what he did. So if you want to also hate Joel Schumacher, then check this out. Um, 
Okay. Well, that is our show this week. Zoner, thank you for hosting us. Anytime. You, think, guys, you should come up next week, too. It's a lot of fun. I think, well, how about next time you drive down to my house? <laughs> That's too far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next time, uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um, don't bother with LO. None of us check it. Uh, Except Schmitty. <laughs> email us. Feedback at StolenDroids.com or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Until next time, cheers. End of line. Adios, muchacho. <laughs> Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.